Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. Global World International News Headlines Update with Rebecca De Unamuno. New South Wales Premier has urged residents to avoid travel to Melbourne over fears they might remember what fun feels like. Following New South Wales's travel ban, Qantas has announced that the empty seats on all Victorian flights will be filled with cardboard cutouts. Journalists at News Corp have accused Australian YouTuber Friendly Geordies of racism. The organisation then immediately offered him a job on Sky News. Pauline Hanson has said that idiots should stay away from public commentary. She is expected to announce her retirement any minute now. That's the latest Chaser news. Check out chaser.com.au for regular updates. Now it's time for a look at the rest of the news around the world with Charles, Andrew and Dom. Thank you so much, Rebecca Day and Amuno. It is time for another round of this... International Global News World Roundup. Yes, indeed, we do these mini-episodes... Twice a week, as well as the main uh, ep on the Friday, and it's time to catch up on some news that's just broken. Let's head to the University of New South Wales in Sydney, where you know you know how there's this thing during COVID that uh, nature has been reclaiming our cities. Well, they've had foxes. Mm. They've had foxes on the campus there at Kensington, and uh, I just wonder what you think of that. You know, when we were at university, there weren't any foxes anywhere. No wildlife really at all. Except for engineers, you've had a few drinks. No, I don't remember foxes. But is this? I mean, maybe this is a a good chance as a, for a replacement for the uh, for the international students who are no longer coming. I mean, can we just enroll the foxes in the classes? Not a bad idea if they can pay for the exorbitant fees. And and they're very cunning, aren't they, foxes? So they'd be mm. good at student politics. Mm. I imagine they'd end up running the SRC, yeah. wouldn't they? Do you think they'd do reviews and mm. things like that? Would they do student theatre? I can I can see that a student. I get a lot. A lot of drinking, I imagine. They've got long, long noses to, to stick down yeah. into those uh, into those schooner glasses there, and and they and they definitely have funnier student <laughs> reviews than the ones we were involved in. <laughs> Much better. I, I, yeah. I wish ours had been run by a, a wild animal. <laughs> it would have been a lot better. For more on that, watch Uni on YouTube. Anyway, now things haven't gone quite uh, so smoothly with the foxes joining. Campus life, and let me, if I take you to the experience, really, I can't imagine any problems would have arisen. That's <laughs> no, a good point. So, a student by the name of Liz Willer, twenty years old, she was walking home through campus at ten p.m. on Saturday, spotted the fox, and then thought, yeah. "Oh, that's really cool." Started walking towards her with intent, and she gave it a pat, and it bit her hand. Um, do you think, given given that, given that? Should they be getting rid of the foxes or is it actually a useful part of the educational experience to get a fox bite? No, the foxes need to be properly trained. This is a disgrace. If, if you're a university and, you, and you, half your student population is foxes, you need to take them to fox school and teach them a bit of etiquette. Mm. I'm, I'm really disappointed. I'm going to be writing to the fox vice chancellor. <laughs> About this, when I was uh, at university, it's, I'd be worried mm. about rabies and tetanus, right? 
because all the professors that bit me on the hand late at night, um, yeah. they that all had their rabies shots and their tetanus shots. So it was all oh, safe. Come on, but that was a different yeah. time. It's a different time, yeah. Charles. It was years ago. It you was know, perfectly was legal as long as you reported it to the faculty. But I worry about this this student because she she thought to herself, "Well, I assume it's someone's pet fox." Because um, wild foxes wouldn't come up and, and stand in front of you. I wonder if, if she's a biology student, should she be failed for that lack of insight into how foxes work? <laughs> <laughs> well, she might even not. I'm assuming she didn't realise it was a fox, right? I mean, didn't it look like a cute little doggy? This is what I'm guessing happened. She went, "Oh, a little doggy," and gave it a little pat, and then it went, <laughs> and she. And she presumably went, ah, oh, crap, it's a fox. <laughs> I hope she's all right. Is she, is she okay? Yeah, she's okay. Well, fortunately, she took herself off to Prince of Wales Hospital, which was uh, on the campus but fox-free at that point. Right, right. And it was the doctor a, a fox now because all the medical students are all There was foxes. a Dr. Wolf <laughs> and helped her out. Why, um, what big eyes you've got. <laughs> I mean, the, our universities, they really are. <laughs> They're heading downhill, um, these universities, aren't they? I mean, gosh. I just wonder what next. If you're, mm. if you're running UNSW, yeah. what other animals would you bring onto the campus mm. to, for the delight of students? Well, I've heard that octopi are very intelligent. So <laughs> Smart animals. They can yeah. predict football games, yeah. can't they, every World Cup? Yeah. Psychic octopus. And they always predict the US presidential elections and everything. So I, I think mm. probably mm. octopi would, would just add to the sort of you know, diversity on campus. I think you're kind of right, Charles, but I'd go a step further and, and get a bit more complex and break it down faculty by faculty. I think you need to rank it in the sort of order of, in, of intellect mm. of the animal. So I can see the octopuses being the sort of medical students, yes. uh, perhaps law mm. law students, you know, bring it down and not the engineers. You, you, you might hire some some pigs. I, I, they're yes. very smart, yes. but not known for their um, hygiene or uh, lifestyle choices. Yes. Um, and then, uh, you know, the bottom, uh, you've got your arts students, which could be just a selection of mollusks, um, <laughs> perhaps some oyster, amoeba. oysters and clams. Would be fine. Yeah, no, yeah. That's a good idea. I should be, yeah, I'll tell uh, that is find some way of making more money. Because the other, the other thing that I was thinking is maybe the, the exams could be run by ravens. You know how ravens always foretell doom? <laughs> Never I more. Don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't want to know. No. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, oh, well, you obviously never did English literature, Andrew Hansen. <laughs> now, speaking of great literature, uh, to James Bond, one of the, the great characters in all of literature, um, apparently in uh, the next instalment there's been a leaked script. It's not clear whether this is actually authentic, but the story goes, the leak is that he has a five-year-old son in this new instalment, No Time to Die. It should have been out earlier this year, but they held it back for because of COVID. I'm wondering, wondering what you think of the idea of James mm. Bond as a dad. What do you think he'd name his son? Little Pussy. <laughs> now, I think um, isn't James Bond, the whole point about him is he's a psychopathic mm. narcissist. So he'd call him, it'd be James Bond Jr. or something like that, really boring. What I think they should name him is something like, Kid Bond, because this is like clearly oh. there'll be a spin off series, you know. Kid Bond, you know, like, like yeah. yeah, yeah, or just young James Bond. I mean, it was young Indiana Jones we had, so it could just be called Young James Bond. That's the most, that's the clearest title I've ever heard for like, we need a show for like a young version of the mean character. Um, I'm thinking we just call what can we call that? 
I know. Young character. And uh, I wonder what, how you think this works in terms of the story. You know, James Bond had a wife briefly at one point in the past, but a five-year-old son, I mean, how will that fit into the new film? What are they going to actually do with this, the filmmakers? I think it'll be a challenge for, for Daniel Craig because he's about 75. So, you know, he's an old dad, obviously. But I'm mm. imagining it might be a nice little sort of domestic kitchen sink story about parenthood. I think I think we'll we'll see some of the uh, the challenges of um, yeah. you know uh, feeding the, the the kid a healthy diet and just staying at home and making sure he does his homework. Three men and a baby type stuff. It'll be daddy daycare style sort of uh, James Bond thriller. Oh no, but seriously, so I, I think it will, will obviously the, it increases the, the stakes, doesn't it? There's a point of leverage on the James Bond character, if you've got this, yeah, if you've got this son, then, you know, like, villain's about to blow up the world and then James Bond has to run off and cut up mm. an apple for his kid. That's a whole drama there that we haven't seen before. It's very fresh. I, I, yeah, it could be. I mean, mm. I'd be interested to see what, what the, the son has as his signature drink, you know. What, what's it going to be, like a, a, dry, a dry Ribena? Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> Surely it'll be a milkshake. I think he'll be a good dad, though, James Bond. He's had some psychological problems. I've really tried to explore that during the general, uh, during the Daniel Craig period. Give him some complexity. Wouldn't he be a terrible dad? He is a heartless, uncaring psychopath who's devoid of emotions. So he's actually just like most dads. I think. Now, finally, a grocery chain has shut down its salad bars due to COVID-19. Of course, we don't want to be sharing, you know, uh, potato salad with the fork, uh, with, with the tongs and all that. Uh, and they've repurposed those little uh, containers to sell candy and booze. Good decision. Right, so the entire grocery shop is, is just, just churned into lollies and booze. This is great. Well, they have in this particular grocery chain, yeah, they have a, a little salad bar, you know, the sort of Bay and Marie thing, the trays, and it's just, it's now just, Booze on ice and 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 lollies. Well, this is fantastic news. I, th- I mean, that's all we really go to the supermarket, but isn't it? It's the most exciting part of your supermarket shop. Really, is just the lolly aisle and the liquor mm. store. The rest is, you know, you kind of have to do whatever. I think Woolworths should do this to turn mm. the lights out on all the rest of the shop mm. and and only have the lolly aisle. Uh, lit up in the uh, in the booze shop next door. Look, I, I agree, Andrew, but I, th- I think there's a huge risk here, which is what we what we don't want is we don't want pubs and lolly shops to now rebrand uh, yeah. as salad bars. There's a huge risk that it'll sort of go to your local yeah. salad bar, yeah. Charles. You wouldn't go and go and hang out in the after knockoff time. Bar. Yeah, exactly. salad o'clock on a Friday. I'll have a, a schooner of tabbouleh, please. I think there's some potential here, isn't there? I mean. I, can you imagine when when we reemerge from all this, if we ever do, um, trying to perhaps um, release a, a line of healthy alcoholic products? Oh yes, absolutely. I could I could I could see a, a, a prebiotic Carlton draft. I yeah. think there's a lot of opportunities here. Um, a protein beer. Have we ever had a protein beer that you can use for muscle mass? And uh, you know, like V8 juice. Oh, yes. You know how they bl- it, bl- it blends lots and lots of vegetables into a juice. But I, I don't see why you can't just do that with whiskey. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of a, a vegetable whiskey with nine types of vegetables all, all blended into one shot. And the really good thing is you actually wouldn't have to rebrand anything because you just call it boost juice. B- boost. <laughs> do you mean, you mean boozed juice? With a boozed, boozed juice. Oh, oh, boozed juice. Yeah, that is actually better. 
Booze juice would actually even be better, yeah. Mm. Sorry. Pity you didn't think of that the first time. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. Thank you very much for joining us for this mini episode of The Report. Don't forget, two of these a week plus the main one on Friday. Thanks to Mike Labrali, our producer, for sorting all this out for us, of course. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, especially in the Apple Podcast app, if you would. That helps us out uh, and it will potentially take us off the 68th rung of the podcast ranker where we would like to be uh, very, very much. And uh, you can check out the news anytime at chaser.com.au. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.